This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. So go ahead and be seated. What a great start to the day. And, and as we look at what it really means to live gratefully and, and how that can be. And, and I want to start with this perspective here. That last week we looked at how we need to start with original blessings. So many churches start with original sin, but that's not where the Bible starts. The Bible starts with original blessing. And again, I know in an audience like this, we got a lot of people, you know, you may be like arm's length at best from the Bible or, you know, a lot of judgment around it. And that's because I think we start with original sin, but we do that. It's not what the Bible says. Now see who was paying, paying attention last week. In the Bible, we talked about original blessing, and it's where God creates everything, and he says, behold, it is all two words. It is all very good. good. Can we all say very good together? Very Very good. It's all very good. That's the idea of original blessing. Like, it's all very good. Life is very good. And of course, there's those things we need to work on. Of course. And we have to start from the place that life is good. That life is good. And then we move on to the second part. Now that we get the blessing, that we are actually free. We're actually free and we're able to make choices. Now, I want to talk about that. And and, and this service, like we're starting here and we're ending here. And I know I'm going to lose a lot of you right in the middle, but just stick with me. All right. And you'll get it at the end. You know what what I hope to be able to communicate in terms of what I think God is saying about living gratefully and how it relates to freedom. So if we're going to talk about freedom, we better be able to talk first about where we're trapped. So I want to look at this question. Where do you feel trapped by circumstances? Where do you personally feel trapped today? There are some good answers out there. Trapped by circumstances. What does that, what does that mean? And let me pull up a, a couple of quick answers here as they come flying in. Uh... Trapped at home, waiting for a delivery, and yet I want to be at New Church Live. That's good. Work, that's really good. Thank you, Jenny. It's nice to have you. Uh, work-related setbacks, where I believe I did my best without success. Work, my current job. Uh, trapped. Oh, this is a good one. Trapped due to my personal expectations. Uh, I feel like my time is hijacked. Boy, I think a lot of us would agree with that. Feeling trapped by so much sadness and loss around me. In school, uh, golden handcuffs at work. That's really a good one. That's a big one. Golden handcuffs at work means you're making too much money to change the job, uh, yet you really would if you could. Um, I love to live here, but boy, it costs a lot. Uh, four, four time signature. That's somebody who loved the band right there. Uh, I can see my foreign girlfriend as often as I want feeling trapped that way. Financial circumstances, finances. And I'll put some of the other ones up on Facebook. Those are all really big folks. And we do tend to get trapped by circumstances. And what we hope to do is through this service is to talk about something that could be on the other side of that. Because I think what can happen is this. And we have you say the last four words there. We can be trapped in our circumstances instead of Instead of present to our life. Instead of present to our life. I was thinking of it, and I got to do a service on this. I was thinking of it like a little balloon that I carry around behind me. And it just has all this conversation and chatter about my circumstances. Constantly making commentary on my life. And I drag it sort of behind. 
but it keeps me from being present to my life. Now, what's interesting is in terms of how important that is for us to get this, is, is if you think of circumstances like a rope that we can't quite let go of. A little backstory to that analogy of the rope. Sermon writing team, Allie Childs actually leads it. You know, every week we get together, I, I tell them my ideas, and they inevitably make the sermon about twice as good as I ever could have imagined. So we were talking about this, and, and somebody offered on the, on the team, they said, you know, a kind of circumstance, it's kind of like I remember water skiing. I'm trying to water ski, and I grabbed on. Now, how many of us have ever tried to water ski? All right, pretty hard to do, right? <laughs> and, and so I grabbed on, and the boat went, and I fell. But no one had ever told me to actually do what to the rope when you fall? To let go. To let go. So what happens to this person is something very much like this. Take a look at this video about what happens when you don't let go of the rope. At some point I could have. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he got it. No. Right down. <laughs> He's not like go. <laughs> oh. So that's what I want to talk about. Like, what does it actually mean to let go of the rope? Can we all say it together? Let go of the rope where we can finally like look at the rope and we can, we can understand that, that there is something. I mean, obviously when circumstances are going well, you know, a rope's a really good thing. When our circumstances tend to change, it can be a really negative thing. We can't drag it under water. And how do we learn to actually let go of it? To actually understand a gratitude that's beyond circumstances. And, and folks, just think of the power there for a minute. And I'm going to keep coming back to that. Think of the power there where we actually have a gratitude that is beyond anything that anything external. It's just, it's just a posture towards life. It's a way of looking at things where gratitude just becomes exactly who we are. And here's the gift. Here's the gift. You are all free to do that. We are all free. All free to find that happiness that is beyond our circumstances, to find that contentment, that joyousness, that ability to live gratefully beyond our circumstances. New Church Theology says, you know, the greatest gift we actually have is freedom. And this is how it's stated in the book Divine Providence. It's a law of divine providence that we should act in freedom according to reason. In other words, we're always free to act with our own best understanding of the world. And yet there's a piece over here where I feel like we can jump up a certain way by exercising that freedom. I, I know as a pastor, it's, it's very painful when you're sitting down and, and you're, you're working with somebody pastorally and they're so trapped by their circumstances. They're so trapped by their circumstances that, that it's like there's no way in. There's no way to have this actual conversation because they, they've sort of arrayed their life in a way. They've got all the little playing cards out and all of them say negative one. 
And they'll show you the cards. But it's kind of like they've got these cards arrayed and these cards are between you and them. You can't get through that phalanx to, to maybe try to say life could actually be different. And yet we're always free to do that. So as the band comes out, I want you to think about what, what would it look like to actually be able to shift beyond that? And how might we actually be able to do that? And what's the big connection here with living gratefully? Because there's part of living gratefully that's living free, and living free, part of that is understanding there is a life beyond, beyond all of our circumstances. I share a story with you. It's going to sound a little corny, but it was, it was just very precious. You know, yesterday I had a beautiful wedding up in north, sort of northeast of here on a farm. And it was just this great, beautiful wedding, you know, and it just everybody's visiting and having this great time. It's a wonderful celebration for Chad and Margie, and, and there's probably some people from the wedding watching online. Um, and, and, you know, and, and I just closed my eyes for a minute, and you just hear, you, you know, at a wedding, there's just, there's all these conversations. You know how sweet that sounds? You know, you know what I'm talking about? So I just closed my eyes for a minute and I just thought, am I listening to people or am I listening to angels? Now, what's the right answer there? Angels. <laughs> angels and people. Yeah, people, angels. And, and that, that bit of living gratefully where, where we, can just, we can just take, you know, and it just struck me, like how many times can we just take that moment to pause and just kind of like just listen to life as it is right there and just find it beautiful. Powerful stuff. And see, God is all about that. It's, it's so much what God wants to give us is, is, is freedom in its truest sense of the word. In the truest sense of a word, it's where we get to exercise a sense of self without ego. We get to be who we truly are, but we're not a jerk about it. A beautiful experience that I think a lot of you probably have had and that, that you can comment on others who've had it. So to get to that in that sense of freedom, I want to read for you here from Isaiah 61. And this is a beautiful promise about the year of Jubilee. It's talking about the year of the Lord's favor. And I think it's always the year of the Lord's favor. But it gives you a sense, going back thousands of years in the Bible, this promise towards freedom. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and relief from darkness for the prisoners. Again, that relief from darkness, beautiful line. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting for the Lord, for the display of his splendor. Love these lines and that promise, like the, the year of the Lord's favor. And it always is that. And, and, and how do we, how do we kind of like live in that place? Well, to talk about how to live in that place, I want to talk about freedom. And I want to talk about three different levels of freedom. There's three kinds here. Earthly freedom, rational freedom, and spiritual freedom. Earthly freedom is kind of like, that's just our, our bodily stuff, centered on narcissistic self-love. So it's, it's sort of like where lust might show up. It's, it's where just where all, all our compulsions are. Like, um, I don't know, maybe you're an apple cider fiend and you can't wait to buy the stuff and you can't control your excitement in church today over seeing that. 
you know, whatever that is for you. You know, that's kind of earthly freedom. And, and, and we kind of feel like, well, if I can exercise that, I'll be more free. But the reality is, the reality is, it's circumstantial. It's based on, did I get this physical thing, this physical thing, or not? And if I didn't get it, I'm unhappy and not free, unable to live gratefully. If I did get it, I'm able to be grateful. The second one, rational freedom. Now here, we're not talking about the good kind of rational freedom. Like obviously it's great that we are all free in terms of our minds. This is where we can kind of, this is where the ego gets a hold of the rational mind. Rational freedom. It's centered on a love of presenting, appearing, relating, thinking a certain way. So we get kind of obsessed about our own thoughts, very obsessive. And we create a world that looks a certain way. And as soon as the world outside of us doesn't match that, we're no longer grateful because we have these projections going out of exactly the way the world should look. You know, I, this week, looking at the controversy with who the Pope, who visited with the Pope, who didn't visit with the Pope, blah, 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 blah. And it's, it's like hearing a bunch of people argue about sports teams. Like, which team is the Pope on? You know, have your opinion about whether he should have visited with people or not, or what groups he visited. Have your opinion. But, but get, that, get that if you're doing the spiritual life right, it really is not about teams. It's not about us taking our mental projection and looking out there and trying to judge like, oh, he voted for the right team, or oh, he voted for the wrong team. It's not about that. It's about a third way. It's about a third way. Something far different than those binaries, those circumstantial binaries we tend to break the world down into. It's a third way, a different way of seeing that's able to embrace both and. The last one, I'm going to have you say the two words, spiritual freedom. This freedom centered on a love for eternal life. Centered on a love for eternal life. Now here is where we, where we actually are moving beyond circumstances. Where actually true freedom starts to, to flower in our lives. Where actually our thought patterns start to go and we're actually able to live in a much more empowered place. And it's not a freedom that's license. You know, it's not a freedom to just do whatever you want. It's a very, very different kind of freedom. You know, and, and, and I ask the kids here because I think it's so important. Like, I remember when I was your age in elementary school and high school, I used to love when a substitute teacher came in. Remember that when there was a substitute teacher? Now, how much learning went on with the substitute teacher? And I always feel, now that I've been a teacher, I feel really bad for the substitute teachers. You know, it's, it's like we believe it's freedom. Well, the teacher isn't here. We get to do whatever we want. And then we get to do whatever we want. All of a sudden, it's not so fun. Where actually that structure enabled us to have a kind of freedom, a deeper spiritual freedom that was important. And we can shift it even further again into this idea of putting our freedom, putting our gratitude on eternal life, on something bigger. Now, now to get us there, how do we practice spiritual freedom? Well, there's a couple of thoughts I want to share with you on that. The first about practicing this kind of spiritual freedom is this. Can we say this really loud together? We are... We are powerless, not helpless. We are powerless, not helpless. There are those circumstances, folks, and many of you wrote about them, that, that you are completely powerless over. 
You're right. You really are. And, and we all are. We all have those things, right? Where, where, yeah, in a certain sense, we really are trapped by circumstances. But that doesn't mean that we're helpless. Now, on a very simple level, we can always choose our attitude towards things, right? And I think it's real important to just keep coming back to, I am not helpless in this situation, you know, the, the, the theologian that New Church draws much from, he said, he, he warns people, he said, you know, a lot of people with life, they just kind of, they go around life with their hands at their side, their mouth wide open going, feed me God. Doesn't work so well. We actually have to have an active part in this as well. And again, I, I want to be really clear. I know that there are circumstances, we all have them, that we are absolutely powerless over. And yet there are areas where we're not helpless. Now, the second thing we have to keep in mind as well is this, that freedom is not self-absorption. Matter of fact, it's the exact opposite. Freedom actually comes when we move out of being self-absorbed. You know, when, when Stephen and Julia talked about working with the ark, and as a pastor, I'm all for naming an animal refuge that, by the way. When, when we're able to move out of that, it's a powerful thing. When Ray's able to say, you know what, I'm sort of in a funky mood, and then I decided to make apple cider for the congregation. That's that movement away from being self-absorbed. And we can have some humor with that too. I want to show you folks a video here for the kids here in the audience. And this is a dad trying to tell his kids, like, don't be so self-absorbed. Actually learn to take care of other people. So take a look at this funny short little video. This is a video for my kids. Um, this is the first in a series of instructional videos um, to help them with life. Um, obviously me telling them face to face um, is not working. So I've tried to be creative and uh, I've come up with the idea of using social media to try and reach you. So this first instructional video is uh, number one in the series, how to change the toilet roll. I know this is a difficult one, so James and Beth, please pay attention. Okay, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to find a new to toilet roll. Second thing is, this is the toilet roll holder. Now as you can see, there's an empty one already on there. So the first thing you have to do is remove this empty one, like this. It just slips off like that. And then we take the toilet roll and we place it on there like that. Now that's really all there is to it, so make sure you watch that a few times. The advanced level um, would be to actually take the empty toilet roll holder and put it in the bin. Um, I feel that might be um, just a step too far at the moment, so we'll keep it as is at the moment, but um, thank you very much for watching. You gotta, you gotta love that. <laughs> that is really funny. Uh, you know, you gotta love that, right? And, and again, it's that movement beyond being self-absorbed where it's, it's this dad in a very funny way trying to remind his kids like, look, think about other people. Move this out and beyond. So we have a choice here. We have a choice in terms of circumstances. I, and I, I really want us to say this loud so we drive it home. So this half of the audience, you're gonna say, let go. Let's practice one time, ready? And then I'll say or, and then you folks over on this side say get dragged. Get 
This I did really bad. Do it one more time. Ready? All right. So here's the choice that we're moving towards. Or... So that, that's what we have to think about. And, and I feel like it's, it's, it's so significant. And it's, there's a big spiritual piece here that's kind of buried underneath it. If I was to try to phrase it, I'd pull it into this, this, these kinds of words. Let go of the rope. Let go of the rope. Exercise your spiritual freedom by expanding gratitude outside the domain of circumstances and other people. And on to, can we say those last words? And on to welcoming life. Welcoming life. That's, that is so big, folks. What does that really look like when I let go of circumstances and people and really welcome life? Well, I want to tell you a story from, from uh, you know, the Living Gratefully group that I was part of on Wednesday night. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy when you sit in this group. And as I told a friend of mine, like anytime I show up at these groups, as I'm coming, as I'm deciding to come to the event, my first thing is, I don't have time for this. I don't really want to go. Any of us feel that way when we, <laughs> you know, I don't really have time for this. I really don't want to go. And then there's that moment where you open the door and you go back to cafeteria in junior high school. And you wonder, is anybody going to talk to me? Am I going to fit in? Da, da, da. And then the miracle starts to happen. And this is where we start to welcome life. In that room, the youngest person in there was 20. The oldest person was 69. In between was life. Male and female, different stages, different phases. This wonderful tapestry of life. Where we're just all sharing kind of where we are and what, what's up for us and, and, and how, what are our hopes around living gratefully. You see, there's a beauty there. And it's a beauty that is captured, that, that's, that's, it's just beyond like these immediate circumstances. I'm not going into that talking and sharing and feeling and having my main thought when I come out be I'm trapped by my money worries. It's not my main thought when I leave a small group. My main thought when I leave that, and I see 20-year-olds to 69-year-olds, is this, blessed. Blessed. Just simply blessed. No ifs, no ands, no buts, no qualifiers, no being dragged under the water because I won't let go of the rope. There's just a simple sitting in the being of being blessed. I want you folks to, to listen to these words here. And this was something the sermon writing team uh, came up with, which I love. And I, I would think about this. I might even take notes on this on my phone if I were you. A clue to how free we are are our thoughts towards circumstances and other people. A clue to how free we are are our thoughts towards circumstances and other people. That's pretty big. That will give you a clue in terms of how free you really are in your life. Now, I, I want to step over here and improv a little bit and just talk about you know, how, I, how I sort of see this, and maybe we can start to drive it home a little bit. We have, we have this rope, right? where we sort of tie it around circumstances and people, that, that we need to kind of wrap those things up. We need to be tied to those things. It's where it's a little bit difficult, and this is for the parents out there. It's where it's a little bit difficult. You know, I, I would challenge parents um, this way. 
Be careful if you're talking to your kids and saying, look, be grateful for what you have because a lot of people don't have what you have. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. The challenge becomes is that you're teaching your child to compare right off the bat, not just to be grateful for life. Because what happens if they actually experience something as bad as what you said? which they might as adults. And if you've taught them to be circumstantial about their gratitude, which, which that comment can it, can, it can not lead to good places. So just, it's just something to consider. It's not like a big deal. It's just, I, I would just, just put it out there. Like, how do we consider it? So, so this letting go of the rope, how do I let that go? <laughs> what I imagine is this, and, and try to follow me on this because I think it's important. Oftentimes, I've got a rope. It's attached to circumstances and people. Sometimes those things go well, and I'm able to water ski like the Dickens. Actually, I've never water skied, but, you know, I, I figuratively able to water ski. Other times, the circumstances of my life have dragged me under. Not just under for a few seconds. Under for months on end where it's black, it's dark. The biggest, most courageous thing I can do is just get out of bed and put one foot in front of another. This way of seeing with living gratefully, it doesn't mean that we totally give up and push aside those dark pieces. We talked about the cones last week, like all the cones belong somehow. But it does mean that I have, to be, I have to be courageous and willing to give up my connection to circumstances and people. Now, what does that mean? Well, I believe that, that you know, and I only have like little flashes of this, folks. So you're probably, a lot of you are much better at this than I am, much further along the path. I believe kind of the ring of my life is circumstances and people. And there's something just outside of that ring that is eternal life that is life with a capital L. That life where I stop thinking, I stop considering, where it's all musical to me, where where I just come out of that small group and I just go, blessed, blessed. And see, here's the miracle of that. If, If you think of like people and circumstances, people and circumstances, all my gratitude tied there, and I'm trying to put gratitude just on the fact that I'm alive. See, if I can put it there, it's not that my gratitude cancels out these things, that I'm no longer grateful for people and I'm no longer grateful for circumstances. Of course I am. I have an amazing congregation. I have wonderful people in my life. I, I, I married the woman. I'm, I definitely married up, you know. I, I've, I've got great kids, you know. It's like, like life's really good. Brooke's coming home from Colorado next Thursday. Do you know how silly excited I am about that? You know, like, I'm really grateful for all those things. It doesn't cancel it out. But when I put my gratitude out here, it includes all of it. It allows me to embrace the whole thing. Even those people who drive me crazy. You see that? Even those people and circumstances that drive me crazy. I'm able to embrace that with gratitude. With gratitude. Folks, do you see where, how big this can be? You know, because just think how many times we're just like, we're just, we're just running the tape about what the circumstances of our life should look like. Instead of just, you have life. You're free. 
You're free to love today. You're free to love right after this. You're free to love everybody. Because that's what God is bucking for. Like, like, can we love everybody unconditionally? Now, that doesn't mean there aren't hard decisions to make or times we need to draw lines. You know, that actually can be a very loving thing to do. But even there, can you be grateful that you're in the game? Can you be grateful that you have the opportunity? You know, I, I, it's, it's hard, again, to get words around this, but, but, but I do feel like so much of society is going through these major, major changes. And people are afraid. I mean, there's a large number of you. you know, it's interesting how many times work showed up. The workplace is totally different, right? And, and you know, the idea of having retirement plans and all that, way different. So if, if our gratitude is constantly in these very changing times, in these very changing times where we're not quite sure what it's going to look like, in these very changing times, if my gratitude is directly tied to the circumstances and, and how people act in my life, it's going to be a really rough ride. Because I think the circumstances are, are going to be challenging. If we put it out here, though, we put our gratitude out beyond, where we see through circumstances, through people, to gratitude, I think it's going to allow us to have a lot smoother sailing in our lives. There's nothing easy about that. There's nothing that says in this that, no, your heart really isn't broken. Just be grateful. You know, it's not it. It's not a platitude. It's actually, ready for this? It's actually being realistic. Isn't that crazy? A lot of people will say, well, that's all airy-fairy stuff. This is what's real. And I'm saying, no, this is what's real. What's real is you have life. What's real is you have breath. What's real is that for many of you, you are sitting beside the most precious gift God has ever given you or beside three of them. That's reality. Don't allow this to be defined as reality. Allow this to be defined as reality. And when we do that, this will define reality. Could I get an amen? amen? By the way, amen. You know what amen actually means? It's true. That's what amen actually means. It's true. So as we go forward in this week, folks, just try in your own small way to, to, to live gratefully and find a way to use to exercise your freedom according to reason, to exercise your freedom, to place that beyond the circumstances you find your life in. Not ignoring the circumstances, but placing it out there so that the out there can include the in here, can grab it all. And in very specific homework, write another letter. This week, what I'd love you to do is to write one to a teacher. I think that's what really good teachers do. Really good teachers help us to move beyond our circumstances. Many of you heard us. I think it's beautiful. I think it's true of teachers and mentors. You know, a mentor is somebody who can see a brighter future than you can currently see yourself. Figure out what that looks like. Let Allie know. If you're really nervous, she'll hold the microphone for you the whole time. But come up here and be brave enough to share it. Because this is about being brave enough for us to create a new world. And gratitude is not just some silly little thing parked on the side. 
It's part of the way, as in the way of Christianity, the way of all good faiths. Part of a new beginning, part of a new creation, part of regeneration. That's what I got. Let's take that, let's move that forward. Let's have, some great, let's have a great time this week doing that. And let's live in as much gratitude as we possibly can. I'd ask you now to be, please join me in prayer. I'm gonna say the Lord's Prayer, then you'll have an opportunity to say your own prayer, to have a moment of quiet reflection. I also wanna invite you, if you would like, we have a sunroom small group that's, that's doing the Living Gratefully program. They'll be meeting over in the office. Sharon and Gary will be leading it. If you two raise your hand, uh, you can follow them over to the office. They will ply you with pizza, yes, but also with apple cider. So a great opportunity to go over and just kind of further the conversation one more step. So I invite you now to please join me in prayer. Lord, thank you for your presence here today among us. And Lord, help us to learn to live gratefully in a way, Lord, where we're actually courageous enough to drop the rope so that we don't get dragged. To be able to just drop the rope, live where we are, be as we are, placing gratitude on eternal life and allowing that, Lord, to enable us to circle back, to shine through to everything significant in our lives. To hold it all as gratefully as we can. Lord, allow us each night this week, even if only for 10 seconds, to say a simple prayer of gratitude. Yes, for circumstances. Yes, for people. And most importantly, Lord, a prayer of gratitude for this, for life, for life. That we're in the game, that we're breathing that we have the ability to love and to serve and to make a difference as best we can, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of the people around us, Lord. But we are always free that way. And bless you, Lord. Bless you for that freedom. Bless you for the gift. Be with us this week. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv.